tremendous business people that are helping us get on the fast track to be debt free. Isn't that awesome? And that's where we want to go. And uh, just, uh, I'm just praying in maybe 10 years, 12 years, that loan will be uh, burned up and uh, we'll be debt free. And uh, we're excited about that. And I just know God has a great future for Crossroads Bible Church. And uh, I, I'm just excited to see what the Lord has got to do. Now, we might not be here to see that loan paid off because of the rapture. And it'd be fine with me if the rapture happened in 2020 and it's all over. Amen? Amen. That will be a happy, glorious, glorious day. Well, good to see you in church today. Thank you. And, and uh, after church, and we, have, we do have three big sheet cakes I think we got one chocolate and then we got two vanillas. <clears throat> but don't go home. Don't go home tomorrow. I mean, today. <laughs> I do have a long sermon, I will tell you, but not till tomorrow, maybe till two in the afternoon. But uh, anyway, uh, don't, but don't go home until you get a piece of cake and uh, we've got some chips out there and we got some coffee brewing, extra coffee brewing. So we're going to be set up to have a party today at church. Amen. We are going to celebrate the faithfulness and the goodness of the Lord. And I want you to know I'm honored to pastor such a wonderful congregation of people. And uh, of, of all the church I've pastored in my 40-40-some years of pastoring, this is by far one of the sweetest congregations that I've had a chance to serve the Lord with. And I, I want you to know I love you and I thank God for you. Uh, you've stood with me through my surgeries and you've prayed me through. And uh, I'm looking forward to some wonderful things that take place in the soon coming years of our church. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, this past year, <clears throat> my wife and I moved. We had the, the tremendous responsibility of selling our home and uh, <clears throat> you know we've lived in our home for 20 some years and and uh, we we talked about it I said now we've got a we're, we're gonna look for some land and I'm gonna go to a rancher I live in a two-story uh, lived in a two-story home and uh, steps are kind of hard for me so I told her I said let's get into a, a small little rancher out in the country somewhere because we've always lived in a kind of a gated neighborhood uh, the past 20 years, but we kind of want to get into the country. And uh, my wife, being an Alabama girl, we just want to get out to be country folk. <clears throat> uh, so we, we had a big job this past year of 2019 of going through all the stuff that we have gathered up over the years. And uh, I never realized we had so much junk. And uh, <clears throat> we went through every bedroom and went through every closet. We had stuff under the bed, in the closet. We had stuff in the attic. We had stuff in uh, downstairs closets. We had stuff in the basement, my basement. I, we, we, we ordered a dumpster, um, <clears throat> one of the big dumpsters. And we just, we're in a phase in our life. We don't want a bunch of clutter. Uh, we're, we're in a different place in our life now. We want to downsize. We want, we want simple. And I begin to realize when we're into all this stuff, I realize that we don't need a lot of stuff to be happy. Amen? I just, we want to be healthy. We want to be walking close with God. We want an active life in our church, family. Uh, we want our family to be healthy and close. And we realize it's amazing when you get older, you, your values change. 
but when you go get ready to move, that's a big job. And so we had this journey starting in the month of May, getting our house ready to go. And, and um, we, 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 Mike and Rochelle Blaisdell, they helped us, and uh, they were our real estate agents, and they go to our church, and we kind of walked through, and he kind of told us everything we needed to do, and I was a little overwhelmed. I was like, my wife says, never going to happen, never going to happen. We'll never get all this done. But we kept working at it, chipping away at it, working. And uh, it was an amazing thing. Uh, the day we went to settlement and, and we put it all behind us. And, but it was a journey. And I thought about, as we prepared to sell the house, I compared it to a challenge for a brand new year. And this is a challenge. Just like we finished up getting the house cleaned out, how the challenge faces us of 2019 uh, going into the year 2020 in a spiritual sense. The, the book of Colossians, Paul wrote this to the church of Colossae. He said, since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all of his glory. Now, there are three things that I learned as we were clearing out our house. And as we cleaned out these rooms, there were some things that need to be retained there were some things that needed to be released, and there were some things that needed to be remembered. Now, I want to first start with that first thought because I lived what I'm preaching. Some things must be retained. We were going through, especially down the basement, we have boxes of stuff that, that we have accumulated over a lifetime. And uh, as we cleaned our rooms, we found several items that were important. And we didn't throw these items away, but I kept them that they might be something special to us and remind us of special things. In fact, Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2 says, Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. I thought about that. There are things that we got to retain spiritually. As we look through these boxes, there were things that I realized that we couldn't just throw everything out the dumpster because these things had value and worth. In fact, I found an old certificate of, of completing my college work and then a certificate of my master's and doctorate. And, and then I found my old diploma from high school from 1903. <laughs> I thought, I better keep that. And, and then I, I, I found a couple love letters my wife wrote me. We're going to be married 44, 44, 45 years this year. Maybe the best wife in all the world. I'm just glad she stayed with me, amen? She has stayed with me thick and thin. 
I, I also found uh, memorabilia from our wedding day. I, I was like, I could not believe we saved napkins that said Tim and Janet in love uh, and then our wedding date of uh, June the 18th, seven, 1776. <laughs> that was the bicentennial of the year. I found in, in some of these boxes we're going through, I found old sermons uh, that I, when I was first starting out in the pastorate, I, I would handwrite my sermons and I would script everything right down word for word. And uh, I, I found old sermons that I, that I just wrote. And I, I thought, man, I can't throw them away. They, they are sentimental. So I kept those. And, and then I found a bunch of trophies that our girls won when they were, uh, Nicole, she, she won the... Uh, uh, the queen of the year of our high school year. Uh, what was that that you won? It was, uh, what do you call it? Homecoming queen. And uh, she had a, a nice trophy. And my other daughter, she won one also. And there were all kinds of things that we, we found in these boxes. And uh, when they played sports, we, we kept those. And I found an old pen set from somebody they gave me who, before they went home to be with the Lord, they just wanted to let me know how much they loved and appreciated me. I found letters from people who have been with the Lord for a long time who just wrote me letters of uh, thanking me for serving and ministering to their families and to them. And I found little trinkets of people that made things for me uh, that they wanted to show their appreciation uh, for the Christian service. And I also found some letters, handwritten letters from my mom. Uh, she's been with the Lord for 20 years. And uh, I went back, just the handwriting, just so you could just, and the things that she wrote were so encouraging. All these things that I wanted to retain, I wanted to keep them because they had, they bore a tremendous significance. And in a spiritual sense, there are things in our journey and our walk with Jesus that are things that we need to retain. There are some things you, you just can't ever let go. Uh, one, you can't let go of your faith. You can't ever let go of faith. Faith is trusting that no matter what befalls you in life, God has a reason and a plan. I've learned that in my life, even in the dark, dark times where you, you can't make sense of the things that have happened to you and you, you try to put one and one together and it doesn't equal two. And, and there are things and times in life that life becomes so complex and you think that God has disconnected himself from you. You've got to have faith to know that God has a plan and a purpose in your life. And you need to hang on to faith that God has you in the palm of his hand. Amen? You've got to hold on faith. Faith is that precious thing that you've got to take a tight grip on. And then you've got to hang tight onto God's unconditional love. That, that was important for me is that God loves me unconditionally. I, I grew up with a mindset that, that it was conditional, that God would sometimes get angry or God would get upset, or if I did this wrong, that God would disown me. And, and, but I, as I walked in my faith and through the journey of my life, I found that, that his love is unconditional. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. I might falter terribly tomorrow, but the day after, God's grace and God's love will still be perpetually extended to me. we got to hang on to the promises of God. we got to hold on to the truths of the Scripture. we got to hang on to the peace of God. we got to hang on to the fullness of the Holy Spirit. we got to hang on to God's help in a time of need. we got to hang on to hope in a dark hour. Hope. Look to your neighbor and say, there's hope this morning. Can you do that? 
there's hope. We got to hang on to the promise of the resurrection. We got to hang on to the reality of the glory of heaven. There's some things that must be retained that we got to hang on to. You're here this morning and your heart is maybe broken in a million pieces. May I say to you today, hang on to faith, hang on to hope, hang on to the promises of God. Hold dear to that. These are precious keepsakes. Things that you would consider valuable in your life, momentous things that are, that are so important to anchor your soul. As we look at 2020, as we look at 2020, we have to hang on. There are some things in this life that must be retained. And then number two, there are some things that need to be released. I like what Paul wrote to the church of Colossae in in chapter 3. For you died to this life. There are some things you got to let go. As we cleaned out rooms out the other day, we or last year, we came across several items that just had to go. It was just clutter. Papers that that we had collected and old papers that really I couldn't even remember what they meant and there was a lot of things and there were odd chairs that we needed to throw away and there were some things that that we had collected and at one time maybe were significant but we as we were going through it I began to realize this is just junk we got to throw it away and there are some things in life that we just gotta we gotta purge we just gotta get it out and I thought about that While we retain some things, there are some things that we need to release. In our spiritual lives, the same thing is true. We got to let go of some negative memories of the past. Some of us, we just want to dwell. We just live there, live there, go over it over and over again. Sometimes we just got to let it go. We got to give it to God. Some of us are hanging on because we, we, we just are, are hoping that we, we won't let go until we understand. But some things in this world, in this life, we will not understand until we get to the other side. And we just got to let it go. We got, we got to get over the hurts from yesterday, the past failures of yesterday. Paul talked about that. Many people that were, that were just reliving the, the pains of yesterday and the failures of yesterday. And Paul says, forgetting those things which are behind. Sometimes you just got to say, hey, that's life. There are a lot of negative things that we just got to sever the negative things that say, God, help me to be able to go forward in life. We've got to get past our past sins. We've done things. We look back and we're ashamed. We're like, what was I thinking? Where was I? Why did I say that? Why did I do that? You know what? We are all sinners saved by the grace of God. Create a margin for the sins of others around you. Create a margin for yourself. Accept the grace of God. Forgive yourself. Move forward for his grace. Just move forward. We have to release an impatient spirit. Sometimes we, we become very impatient. We, we have expectations we place on others, and they don't meet our expectations, and we get very disappointed, and we get withdrawn. But the Bible says that we need to realize that we all fall short of the glory of God, and we need to release a critical spirit, a release spirits of bitterness, and all of these things that bind us, that rob us of our joy. We need to release 
long-term grief. We all have had losses. This season's tough for a lot of people because they're going through the season without loved ones and we're scratching our heads and we have, why? Why this? Why? I, we don't know. But we got to make peace with God. Even though we can't comprehend it, there comes a time where we have to stop racking our minds and we just got to say, Lord, I'm just going to give it all to you. And God, give me peace. Give me peace. There are some things we've just got to kick to the curb. Man, Janet, we sent a lot of stuff to our garbage men out front. I mean, we had boxes and boxes of stuff. I mean, we took dumps. We got rid of so much stuff. But I want you to know something. There was freeing about giving up some stuff that is unnecessary in life. And then, thirdly, we got to remember that some things must be remembered. Colossians chapter 3, verse 3 and 4, for you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all of his glory. Some things have got to be remembered. We opened up so many boxes. I'm like, years. Some of these things like 15, 20 some years that hadn't been opened. And I looked in there and some of them were pictures. And I'm like, wow, I forgot about that. I, I had pictures way back when I was in high school. I saw pictures when we were, I was dating my wife in college. And I saw pictures of, 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 of our wedding day. And then I saw pictures of our, our firstborn and secondborn and thirdborn. And then as the children grew up, and it was like, it was like reliving a, 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 the complete profile of my life. It was like, wow, but one thing, one thread that I really witnessed as I was going through these boxes, and that was the faithfulness and the goodness of God. And I begin to realize God has been good to me all of these 44-some years of ministry. He has in 64 years of life. God has been good. He's been faithful. Some things need to be remembered. We need to consider before we leave these things behind. I like what he says, set your sights on heaven. Remember heaven. In this life, we're still living under the curse of sin. Even though our souls and our spirits are saved and preserved, these physical bodies are not destined for heaven. Flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But while we're living in this life, all of us, even though we're saved, and we, we sometimes get the ideas because we're saved that we should live on this rose bed petal path to heaven. But the fact of the matter is, life is hard, and we all live under the crushing blows of sin, and we deal with sickness and death and disappointments and struggles, and, and we're trying to keep up with bills. We're, we're trying to keep up with relationships. But all of us have had the crunch of life. And the one thing we need to remember is that we are just going through a journey. It is a pilgrimage. We're only here for a short window of time. But very soon, what Paul is saying, set your sights on the reality of heaven. He said the word, the realities of heaven. 
Heaven is a, a real place. It is a real city of God. It's where the people of God who've already passed through this trail of sorrow, who are right now around the throne of God, who are already there serving God, rejoicing in God, free from the bondage of sin, free from the taint and the sorrow of sin. They are free. They are happy. They are in a state of bliss. They are looking forward every moment to praise and to worship the reality of the presence of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is high and lifted up, whose Shekinah glory has filled the temple, and the smoke of the eternal city of God is filled as the people witness the glory and the beauty of Jesus forever. No pain, no sorrow, no funeral homes, no hospitals, no psychiatry offices, no medicines, no pharmacies, no crutches, no glasses. Free, eternal in the state of glory forever. Paul says, think about heaven. Remember, remember you are a pilgrim passing through. Remember, one day sorrow will be removed, grief will be removed, and all the things that you've had to live by faith will all be answered on the other side, heaven. We're heading to an eternal, glorious city, and soon and very soon, we're going to see the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the God that I've been preaching for to and about one day I'll see him it might be this year in the rapture all I know is one day this life is going to come abruptly to an end and the darkness and the veil of this life will be ripped open by the bright glory of the presence of Jesus Christ Paul said this and when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share, you will share in all of his glory. It won't be long. You don't have to suffer long. You don't have to be riddled with anxiety long. You don't have to struggle long. Because one day it's all coming to a halt, and you're going to enter into a state of perpetual bliss. I tell people all this time, I've said it to you a zillion times when I was studying the scriptures, it says, in the presence of the Lord, there's the fullness of joy. In my life, in my earthly experience, I had maybe about that much joy. But when you get to heaven and when you see Jesus and when you are set free from that physical body and God gives you a brand new glorified body. When you get into the presence of God, you're going to live in a perpetual state of the fullness of joy forever. Perpetual peace, perpetual joy. To live in an environment where there's no corruption, no stealing. To live in a place of perfection. To live in a place of absolute joy where everybody's happy. No grumpies allowed. Look to your neighbor and say, you can't go if you don't get happy. Because <laughs> heaven's going to be a happy place. Don't you love happy people? You can see them coming. 
By the way, you can see the other one's coming too. You see them a mile away. It's a happy. We don't have long. We don't have long. Folks, if you know Jesus Christ, you are abundantly rich in him. Soon and very soon, this life will come crashing down. We'll be thrown into an eternal state of glory. May I say this? I don't care what's going on in this world. It's all good for the child of God. It's all great. Some things need to be retained. You got to keep them. Some stuff you just got to get rid of. Just get rid of it. Some things you just got to remember what God told you about your future. Remember. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, as we prepare for 2020, we thank you for the provision of this loan that has secured our church. We thank you 